With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. On a mountain, in a valley, I beheld only God. In hardship, I saw him by my side. In ease and well-being, I behold only God. Like a candle, I melt in her flames. Amidst the sparks of her flames, I behold only God. Rabia the Mystic, welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. We are so pleased to have you here. On the other line is my co-host, Brian. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Good morning. Welcome. Here only to be truly helpful. We are here to represent Him who sent us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because He who sent us will direct us. We are content to be wherever He wishes, knowing He goes there with us. We heal as we let him teach us to heal. Wow. We will be healed as we let him teach us to be healed. Wow. Keep that in mind, my friend. I'm sorry? I said I thought that went very well with the background music. I think it did too. It's just gorgeous. It goes with the first four lines that you read too. Could you read those again, Brian? Because they are just, today they gripped my heart and my mind. We are here only to be truly helpful. We are here to represent Him who sent us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent us will direct us. We are content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with us. We will be healed as we let him do them together. Trust, my friends. Trust. Welcome, welcome, welcome again to You Are Okay. And Brian, I'm so honored to have you as my co-host every week. I I just appreciate your taking the time out of your schedule to do this with me. Because Brian is a pretty active spiritual uh, messenger uh, passion going on of his own. Uh, He does morning meditations every morning. I do them on Fridays, and if my world is too busy, I cancel, like this past Friday. On top of that, he does this program. I, he does his own program, which is not one hour, uh, but much longer. And then he does uh, a program periodically with someone else. Is that still correct, Brian, that you do the other yes. program on Tuesdays? Tuesdays periodically. Yes. Could, you fill, could you fill in the name and the time on that, please? That show is on at Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, and it is called In the Divine Flow with Barbara and Brian. And Barbara Reynolds is my wonderful co-host on that show. And the um, name of the show is In the Divine Flow. In the Divine Flow. Beautiful. Forgive me. You know what? If I don't write it down, I'm, I'm not going to do it. And I'm at this moment searching for pen and paper. But In the Divine Flow. And Love Without Expectations is the name of, of Brian Station. And did I say that right? Actually, the station Here is at- Radio Radio. Say that again? Radiate Love Radio. Radiate Love Radio. And the segment that I do is Reconnecting with Truth. There you go. All right. And so, Brian, thank you. Thank you for doing this. And and what Brian's... 
Thank you. Uh, and if that sounds like a lot of thank yous out there, folks, maybe we need to do a little more thanking thank yous. Maybe we need to be with people. You know, sometimes uh, they would used to be back in the in when I was a young kid, they would have these shows and they would say, and, and it was even like a three-stooge show and it was like it was a joke. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And everybody was thanking everybody. You know what? Maybe we need a little more of that. Maybe we need a little more of showing our highest emotion, which is thanks and appreciation. Uh, Brian's words this morning were so compelling because they lead straight into our topic today, which is, if now is perfect, so is tomorrow. And it's really about the idea of accepting things instead of scrambling it's kind of like, I, I think of one moment in my life where there was nothing I could do to change it. It was when I married my, my girl's father, and we were at the front of the church. All of this effort had been put into getting this together, and there we are at the front of the church, and I can't make his ring go on his finger. Now, that could have ruined the show, you know. It really could have ruined the show because that's what weddings are, big shows, as we all see from TV <laughs> anymore. It's like there's a whole Sunday of weddings and maybe every other evening if you want it. But what was interesting was there was nothing I could do about it. And no matter how I acted during that moment, in the end when I turned around, I was going to be Mrs. John Kemp. Bam. It was done. So, and yet I was at such a place in my life that for even a few seconds there, I struggled with that ring, with wanting to be in control. And I know that Brian and I talk about some topics constantly. And as Brian said, the words come to us to say, and that is because it's something that we as human beings resist it's an age-old message, you know, this is the day the Lord hath given and rejoice and be glad in it. However, we're in a circumstance where, where it used to take days to start wars, now it takes seconds. And so we are driving our human bodies at this high intense speed. Did you hear all the spiritual programs that Brian is doing? I'm going to tell you, I know what effort it takes to do this one. This morning it was getting up at my mom and dad's, coming home, you know, uh, hassling around with um, blog talk radio because they weren't going to have any programs for the next 24 hours according to the first announcement I received. Looking down, seeing I could talk to someone, sending them a note saying, hey, I'm looking at my switchboard, but I can't get on. Uh, and really only seven minutes before being able to get on. And yet what's amazing to me is before I came to the place of peace I know, I was already wrapped up in this high-paced world that we lived in where I was just stretching every moment to be as much as it could be. You know, t having two cell phones, uh, using fax machines, uh, emails. Uh, emails were less so then than they are now. But this constant move to move faster, move faster, move faster, which we can, by the way, in our infinite form, because we're part of everything, so we would sense all the parts. But not even as human beings taking time to sense the parts, just moving, 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 moving. And so when they say that to me, that I can't get on, I was surprised. You know, I thought, okay, well, they must be having bad weather in New York because I think that's where Blog Talk Radio is situated. And then I thought, okay, well, I guess we um, see what happens. And if it comes on, it does. And if it doesn't, then we won't have a radio show today. Should I go in and change this topic to next week? Because if you don't, it's kind of a default. It, it, it takes a lot to fix it. A lot of thoughts going through my mind, but not that level of fear, intensity, I've got to fix it, that I had when I tried to put that ring on that man's finger in front of the assembled masses. And in the end, I was able to sign on. I hope other people have been able to sign on too. 
And here we are with Brian. So we spend so much of our time and energy fighting what is instead of embracing it. And that's what today's topic is about. In fact, uh, I really like what the guys wrote here. It says, join Mara and Brian to talk about the guys are my guides. Join Mara and Brian to talk about the perfect now. Once you believe that is true, the future holds no fear. Embracing now as a lesson you choose to live, as something you manifested, as something you manifested to live, empowers you to ask yourself why and to know not only is all well, but all is perfect now, and so is the future. Wow. Just for a second, sit in that reality. Everything's okay. And as you're doing that, stop comparing yourselves to the Joneses, because everything's okay the way you've manifested it for yourself. What you're experiencing is an experience you chose to experience. And if you don't like it, manifest something new. But everything is what it is. And fighting it and allowing yourself to get off of your swimming buoy, your platform out in the middle of the lake of chaos, just makes things very uncomfortable. Unnecessarily so. Brian. Wonderful topic for sure. And to speak a little bit about what you just mentioned a little while ago about accepting your situation and your conditions. We've all experienced times where something was happening that was exactly opposite of what we wanted to have happen. And we get into that syndrome of running around trying to make anything else happen, trying to solve the problem, worrying about the problem and seeing what we can do about it, maybe getting up in someone's face about the situation, why it happened or whatnot all the experiences that we can have of getting lost in the fact that something has happened that we didn't want to have happen, whether it be on our wedding day and it's supposed to be a perfect situation that doesn't turn out that way, or any situation that we experience where something does not go the way we thought it should. When we are losing ourselves in the experience of what is happening, we're not able to move beyond it, to move through it like you mentioned. We lose ourselves in it, and we become prisoner to it. And then, and then we're giving away all of our power to solve it or move beyond it so that we can create something new. Because if we continue to fight against what is happening, we're not allowing ourselves to move beyond it, and therefore our experience will stay stuck in that experience until we eventually do let it go, until we eventually do move on and create something new in our experience. And so acceptance becomes such a strong key to moving on and expanding in our lives and getting on to pleasant situations. And every situation that is unpleasant isn't a punishment of any kind, but rather showing us that there's areas that we can improve on in our experience in our lives. Because every experience in our lives is a reflection to us as to what it is that we have been creating. And so then having that reflection come back to us so that we can see this, we can then look at it, recognize it, and then choose once again. Choose and to see that what we have chosen isn't exactly what we wanted. And for some reason we chose it, whether we chose it consciously or unconsciously. And now that we're recognizing that we don't want what we're having, we can consciously become aware that we have chosen from a space of unconsciousness because it's not what we truly wanted. And therefore, we can wake up to the fact that there's another choice, that there's another direction to move in. And if we move into that direction, then we're being empowered. But if we sit there and pout and scream and complain, then we're not moving beyond the experience that we're, that we're in. And this is a wonderful lesson that we can all learn to do. I know I can still learn to do it on aspects in my life. And as I start to become aware of it and desirous to move beyond it, I become empowered to be able to move beyond it. And that really does become the first step, is just recognizing it and then not 
falling victim to the experience, but recognize it's just a simple lesson to be learned, to move beyond, to move through, and to get the greater experience that we all desire to experience, whatever that experience might be. Yes, yes. Um, you know, I think it would help sometimes if we look upon the past as a roadmap showing us what we want and what we don't want. And, and let's just do it as a species, okay? If we didn't learn from the Holocaust that we really don't want to kill other people because of their religious beliefs, then maybe we are now learning that from uh, Bosnia, Herzegovina. Maybe we should go back further. Maybe if we didn't learn it in the Crusades, and obviously we didn't because we had the Holocaust. And now we have Darfur and Somalia and Bosnia, Herzegovina, and all of the conflicts there. And suddenly we're faced with the idea that we are really individuals living a united existence separate from our total connection. And as individuals, is any of that okay? And it was so interesting uh, historically because history does have lessons in it. But maybe we need to look at lessons to empower us to be our highest selves instead of using uh, the concept that they reflect our nature. As the Dalai Lama says, if our nature is to kill each other, we would all be dead. And if you look at the um, Nuremberg Trials, when suddenly these individual human beings, separate from the propaganda, separate from uh, the gang mentality, the riot mentality, the mass mentality, whatever word you want to say, separate from all of the political ideology, when they were sitting there alone, Despite what I see on TV, I know what happened then. They were suddenly overwhelmed by the abhorrence of what they had done. Periodically, we still have uh, television shows of people, you know, who have been captured and they still believe in all of that mindless hate. But on some level, at an individual level, we all know that it's not our nature to kill each other. And that what drives us to kill each other and to do those kinds of awful things on the grand scale that I just listed is fear. But now, my friends, that fear moves down through your life individually until we all, on occasion, become people that we are not because we feel threatened by someone else. And that's why I still, I mean, I absolutely love that Neil Donald Walsh card that says, allow each soul to walk its own path or see more in another than they are showing you. Those are two very liberating concepts. But so many times fear just clouds our vision, even on a very microscopic level of you and I. So not only do we as a species allow things to happen, and and we keep having reminders that this is not who we are. Sitting here today, do we think it's okay to do ethnic cleansing? We have known for years that's what's going on in Somalia. We knew that was going on over in um, Bosnia, Herzegovina. Uh, and yet we we chose to turn our eyes away from it. And in the turning of our eyes away from it, we empower it. And could you imagine what the world, instead of becoming prisoners to the belief that this is our nature, and I loved that when Brian said, We've become prisoners to our, our thinking, and we've become prisoners in the past. 
and we become prisoners to our belief that this is okay. This last week, I've had occasion to talk to two very dear friends, one older than the other, and in each instance, older friendship than the other, and in each instance, I noticed that what we were talking about was the same thing that we had been talking about the time before. And I'm sitting there, and I'm hearing all of this, and no matter how I try to change the conversation, even giving, throwing out some suggestions on how to heal the pain, I always get, yeah, 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 you know, I've got that, you know, I know that, this really isn't bothering me. And I want to say quite the contrary, and Brian, you gave me the perfect word, you're a prisoner of this. It is bothering you. And you need to go someplace and say, what lesson is there in this for me? And let it go. Let go, let God. And refresh yourself. Breathe. My friends, could you imagine a world of empowered, positive people? As opposed to a world of fearful victims? You don't need to be afraid. Everything is okay. And as we discussed earlier, a couple weeks ago, you're safe. Or last week, you're safe. Safe am I, safe in I, safe in the hands of God am I. When I interviewed Dan Rather for the Elegant Texan, I guess it was, it was in the... Um, now my mind is going, I think it was in January of 2002, so it was right after what happened in 2001. And I got him to do the interview because he's a Texan, and Texans are very generous people. Any of you out there in Texan, high five, high five. You know, if you say you're a Texan or you're from Texas or you're doing anything to promote Texas, they'll open their doors to you, and Dan Rather opened his door to me. I know, can you believe it? <laughs> When I said that very casually, I thought they're going to think I'm bullshitting them. I'm not. (laughs) You can go see the article somewhere, I would hope, or I'll send you a copy of the magazine. I can't send it electronically, though. But anyway, um, so here we are. Oh, my gosh, I just used a cuss word in a spiritual program. (gasps) I think that means I'm human. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> you know, anyway, as I'm sitting there interviewing him, he he made this statement that when he was a little boy during World War II, he was in Houston, Texas, and that he would go to the Baptist church and he gave us the streets it's on in Houston. And probably if I went back in my notes, I could tell you exactly. But he went was going to this Baptist church, and he remembers with such security them singing that Christian hymn, Safe Am I. My friends, Christian, Muslim, atheist, agnostic, Baptist, Methodist, Pentecost, Presbyterian, Wiccan, you're safe. You're safe. And right now, I can tell you that if you, I have a friend who says this, she says, that's my first morning thought. She has it, she has talking points. I know she calls them something different, but that's what they are, bullet points. She has a little post-it on the mirror in her bathroom. So every morning when she's brushing her teeth, what does she see? I am And I feel that I've come full circle because 10 years ago, I was saying to God, what can I possibly add? And I ask myself that question all the time still. What can I possibly add to all of the wisdom that is being shared around our planet? I mean, my gosh, I was right there. I guess it was 11 years ago. I'm in the face of all these beautiful Neil Donald Walsh books, Wayne Dyer, wonderful, wonderful speakers. And the message came back to me, safety. Please write it down, put it up somewhere, and remember it. 
And when you feel that pain that some of you are feeling right now where you've got it coming up the right side of your throat, it's coming up and under your nose, when you feel it under your, your breastplate, remember and say, I am safe. So this is your vulgar host passing to your non-vulgar host, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I think what a, what a wonderful subject matter this is. In fact, I was just telling you, Barbara, I'm sorry, <laughs> Mara, I was just telling you, Mara, before the show about what I did last night with my uh, girlfriend taking me out to go to a orchestra that was kind of celebrating World War II and the, the times of that era. And um, there was, before the, the performance, there was a gentleman that they had on stage that they were interviewing who had been in World War II, and he was a 93-year-old man. And he was just telling a little stories about his time uh, in the war and what he experienced before the war and stuff like that. And there was one thing he said in the middle of his little speech or little um, informative um, conversation that he was having was that he said that the night before or earlier that morning he had went to um, the Aviation Museum in the, in, the, in the town that we were in. And, um, you know, in, in the Aviation Museum they have like kind of celebrating the, the war planes and the war times and, and whatnot. And he just made this observation that we seem to celebrate um, war in our museums and and whatnot. And he said, I wonder when we're going to have museums of peace. Yeah. And I think it's a wonderful idea and a wonderful um, thing to look at, that there's nothing wrong with being um, proud of the fact that we had to do something that we had to do in World War II to bring about a little bit more of a peaceful time, but then to... Um, kind of like look at it like we're so proud that we went and did that and the way we had to go about it being the best way to to do it and whatnot and looking at that as a wonderful, great thing instead of looking at that as a necessary um, aspect that had to happen in that particular time and open ourselves up to recognizing that, okay, we had to do it, but we don't have to continue to keep it in our awareness, continue to be so proud of it that we're ready to go do it again because that keeps war in our minds. And what, like you mentioned, war and all the different areas that are still experiencing war, we're keeping it in our mental attitudes, and that is keeping it in our experience. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, if I may share with you, I don't know if any of you are, besides Brian and I, are from California, but if you are, let me share with you, uh, in case you don't know, there is actually... Behind the Capitol in Sacramento, across from the Hyatt Regency, there's a park. And although it does have a memorial to those who died, those California um, boys who died in Vietnam, it is a peace park. And so it has uh, a rose path trail. Brian, it's something that you might, you guys, you and your girlfriend are just, you know, a click away on Southwest from flying up to see this beautiful, beautiful park. And it, it's got this rose path, and it's it's very, very, very peaceful. I would actually analogize it, and I'm really going to Californian you, but uh, to going to Mount Washington where Yogananda set up his, um, I think, second retreat in California, it that also is a very peaceful place, open to the public, self-realization fellowship. You can go in, you can sit there, you can stay there as long as you want, you can walk through the beautiful gardens. This is not as large, the one in Sacramento is not as large as Yogananda's um, state, but let me tell you, the peace is every bit as grand so some people who really want peace have left lovely energy there. Lovely, lovely energy. But that's so true. It comes to what uh, we focus on, what we value, uh, where we let our minds go. And what's interesting, though, is, and uh, please feel comfortable calling in if you want to comment, I find that going back to Brian's words, 
if you've become a prisoner of a moment, if you have, in fact, become a prisoner of a moment, only you can break the shackle. I have told both of my friends, one of my friends, I think that I have said as many as five times, I've given suggestions on how to break the hold that that has on her. But she is almost comfortable with it. It's her focus. It's driving her now. In fact, we we add layers to being a prisoner of it, more and more hurt, more and more experiences that are are, um, grinding her. And, and you know, um, we, we all have times when we allow ourselves. I, I think OCD is like a new uh, obsessive-compulsive disorder. I think we all have times when we become obsessive about things. Ideally, it would be good things, but we all become obsessive on occasion about things. And I know I've told this suggestion for breaking that hold for breaking the shackles but I'd like to give it one more time and I probably will give it a thousand more times because someday um, you know Brian and I will stop doing this show but I don't see it any time in the near future he'll probably have babies around him before we stop if I have anything to do with it in any event the thing that we need to know about obsessive thinking is we have control of our minds. Just allow that, allow your mind to hold on to that idea. For just a, just, I'm only going to ask 30 seconds, not a whole minute, just 30 seconds where you sit here and allow your mind to recognize that you have control of it that you, a divine being, can control your mind. In fact, I'm going to do just a quick little, I'm going to give you two minutes and 32 seconds of silence. And all I want you to think about is, as you breathe in, I control my mind. As you breathe out, I am safe. Two minutes and 32 seconds. I'm not going to say a word. Brian's not going to say a word. We're just going to use meditation, find yourself. Beautiful name, huh? Everything is so serendipitous today. What, what, what is love?
Isn't that wonderful? Just thinking for two minutes and 32 seconds, don't tell me you don't have enough time during the day to connect with love with God. Two minutes and 32 seconds empowering yourself by recognizing you have control of your mind and then by settling that realization with the reality you are safe. I can't speak for all of you, but I feel alive. Just deep breathing to those simple, simple truths. And and when I do it, I'm, I vision, I'm a bit of a visionary, and so I visualize. Uh, for whatever reason, I just see this calm, calm, calm body of water. And what's really poignant about that is that body of water reflects what's around it, just like my thoughts reflect where I allow them to be. And what we do here, my friends, is 10 seconds before that OCD thought enters your mind. 10 seconds, you know it's coming down the pike. You know you're going to think about it and you can stop it. If it's a fear about not having enough money, rather than allowing the fear to come into your mind, say, thank you, God, for keeping me safe. Thank you, God, for the prosperity you are bringing to me. Thank you for bringing me money from unexpected places. There was a time when my girls were young, and I was their primary support. Their dad has always supported them, and so I would never want to say anything to imply that he didn't. But just like everybody, you know, there are times when you have children, that unexpected expenses come up and as you're nearing the end of the month, it's getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And I would go to church and I would listen to the minister talking. And in the course of that discussion, I felt moved. I trusted my instincts and my intuition. And I would write a check for potentially all the money we had left for the rest of the month. And without fail, we always made it through the month. Obviously, I'm sitting here. And they made it through the month, too. So you are safe, and you can stop those fearful thoughts, those angry thoughts, those controlling thoughts where you want to control someone else. You want them to be different than they are. Allow each soul to walk their own path. They are here to give you an opportunity to learn to forgive. Bask in the feeling of giving forgiveness so that you can know the feeling you had for two minutes and 32 seconds. I promise you, my friends, if you can come to feel safe, you will never again have to get off of the swimming platform in the sea of chaos. And if you do get off, and we all do put our big toe in the sea of chaos, you will remember the joy of being on the platform and will put your toe back in. God is with you right now. You are safe. And all you have to do, I promise you, is reach out your hand and take the hand of God. Safe am I. Safe am I. Safe am I in the hand of God. Brian... I'm going to let you talk for a few seconds, and then when you tell me you're ready, um, I would like us to, uh, like you to lead us in meditation, if you would. Um, and, and lead us, if you could, in meditation about unleashing or unlocking the shackles that hold us prisoners to past pains. Well, Thank fantastic. You. It would be my honor. And actually, if you would, would you go ahead and start the music right now so I can share these thoughts and concepts in a meditative state. So I will, and 
I'm going to let you make your choice. Would you rather have Pathless Journey by Daniel Kobayaka or Meditation Station, Pool of the Soul? Um, how about Pathless Journey? You've got it. So I'd like to share some ideas and concepts that surround the ideas that Ma has been sharing. But I'd like to do this in a state of open-mindedness. So I'd like us to all let go in this moment, to close our eyes, and to breathe slowly and deeply, and to allow yourself to just get into the flow of the moment, get into the flow of the energy all around you and within you. Let yourself relax and allow yourself to be at peace. We've been talking so much on this show about being prisoners of our own minds, being prisoners of our own beliefs. Well, the only reason we're prisoners to it is because we don't let it go. We don't let it flow. And as we start to open ourselves up to the flow, as we start to realize that we are holding ourselves in the chaos by continually to have it be in our mind and therefore in our experience, then we choose a different experience. And we can choose this different experience from the space of consciousness, becoming aware that we are having the experience that we don't have to have the experience any longer. So we can let it go, move beyond it, and be free of it. And the best and most effective way to do this is to get into a state of meditation, a state of relaxation, a state of awareness. Because the moment that we become aware that we are having a situation and experience that we do not desire, we're already in a space of recognizing more. Because to be in a space of recognizing more and to look back on a previous past experience and to declare it undesirable means we must be standing in a space of being able to see that experience objectively, to be able to notice that 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 does not fit the mold of who we are in this moment, and then to move beyond it, to move forward and expand, is the space of being open and free. And this is a space that we can call a meditative space. But a meditative space does not necessarily mean having your eyes closed and breathing slowly and deeply and setting aside all distractions so that you can be in a meditative state. All that a meditative state truly means is being in a state of increased awareness. And because we are so used to looking through our eyes, and pulling in information and judging it and condemning it and comparing it. It can be beneficial to close our eyes as we learn to get into a meditative, a meditative state of non-judgment. But as we do this, as we become more familiar with this state of being, we carry with us at all times a state of meditation, a state of increased observation and awareness. For to be aware is to be empowered. When you are aware of every situation and any situation, it becomes available as a choice to you. But when you are unaware of something, you don't have the choice to choose that thing. And so to increase our awareness, is to empower ourselves. 
and how thou is to be who we truly are. Free and very capable of choosing any experience and choosing this experience from our natural state of being, which is a state of peace. The choice is up to us, but we don't have the choice available to us when we stay prisoner to the past, when we stay prisoner to our minds when it gets stuck in a rut of continuing to do the same thing over and over and over again. We can only have different results when we choose different actions and different behaviors. And the best way to reset our pattern, to choose different ways of thinking and different behaviors is to open up to the perfection of your being, to get into this meditative state, and to align your mind with the universal mind, with the universal truth. Open your heart to the vibration of love and truth, and experience the beauty and the divinity that is life, that is you. So let us simply go deep within, taking our attention to the energy within, feeling the breath flowing through the lungs as you inhale and exhale. And for the next few moments, just be in this space and experience the vibration and align yourself with peace. Do you feel your vibration increasing, expanding, experiencing the joy and the peace that comes from such an experience? Let yourself go into it. Allow your energies to align with it and experience the wholeness and the truth of who you are. And from this experience, you're able to set yourself free to be who you truly are, to be your natural self. For to be who you are takes no effort. But to be what you are not is exhausting. And whenever you let go of what you're not, you immediately find yourself in the space of who you are. For who you are is always there, waiting for you 
to recognize, to accept, and to align with once again. Let go and let flow. And experience the wholeness and the fullness of your being right here and right now. You can know that in this experience, you are coming into alignment with who you truly are. The more time that we spend in this space, we will find ourselves easily and effortlessly having our ideas and concepts as to who we are change. We will find ourselves opening up beyond our past limitations to a more free and expressive experience of who we truly are. It happens naturally and effortlessly when we allow ourselves to let go and flow. You do not have to do anything to be who you already are except to allow yourself to be just that. And feel this truth deep within you as we slowly begin to open our eyes and see all around us is in our experience, recognizing that it is simply another expression of the same source, the same energy, the same truth, love. As we align ourselves with the love within us, we see the love within everything else. And that is the greatest gift that we can ever give to ourselves and to another. Thank you very much, Brian. That was wonderful. It was really wonderful. And in celebration of just the beauty of that, we will go out our last four minutes of the show with uh, Project Divinity's floating. It's it's just kind of a nice, nice um, piece of music that we can uh, talk over. We try to find music that is soothing. Um, I do have to tell you that there's an excitement that comes after you've been in a place of peace. 
for a long time. And I was trying to describe it to a friend the other day. And I said, it's really just neutral. And I don't know if in my life I ever envisioned what neutral felt like. I think that for me, peace was also, for many, many years in my mind, synonymous with happy. Now I recognize that happy is as transient an emotion as sad or fearful or worried. And this place, this neutral place that I find myself in, that Brian took us all to, is a place where when I choose to come out of it, I choose to come out happy. Most of the time, I choose to come out positive most of the time. But I'm content to sit in neutral. And by being in neutral, I'm not judging you. I'm not evaluating your behavior because what am I? I'm Switzerland. I'm neutral. I don't have to judge your behavior because I only have control over me. And when I turn, come out, I can then laugh or be positive. There are times when I'm not. There was a time this week when someone confronted me with an email and they were completely wrong and I came out on the negative side. Well, then I tried to regroup all the pieces and come back to my neutral place and come out on a positive side. But it would have been so much easier if I would have just looked at that and said, no, 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 and started laughing and said, no, that's not, that. you've got the timing wrong there, you know, and just, just laughed, even though it was a wrong thing. It's like, no big deal, not to worry. No, 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 the timing's wrong there. But I allowed my ego to step in. And then I had to get back to neutral. And I tried to recoup and go back to positive, but this person wasn't letting me go. So then I just was content being in neutral. And for me, neutral is very positive, but it's not the same as happy. Brian, any thoughts on that? No, I think you said it perfectly. We have about two minutes here, my friends. Um, I want to thank you all for joining us uh, for this hour. It, it's To me, it's the precise amount of time. There are times when I think about expanding it, and there are also times when I've thought about contracting it. But I think it's the right amount of time. But uh, there may be some times coming up in the future where we may set this out for an hour and a half, and just because of the magnitude of the topic. And I hope you're here then, too. So I want to thank you for joining us. Brian, thank you for being my co-host. And I send you all peace, happiness, and remind you, you are full of God. You are not alone, but instead are all one. Peace be with each of you. Brian. You are. And thank you for giving us this opportunity to be a co-host and to be on the show as guests with you. And thank you guys for being here. But we could not do this without you. I look forward to seeing you all next week at the same time, same place. Until then, be at peace. Namaste. Don't you love this one? I love this. This is called Mm -hmm. Myself Hello Light. (laughs) I love this jam. Me too. Peace be with you, Brian. I hope you have a... We actually finished a little early. We still have 49 seconds. Our listeners are hearing us. Normally, we go after the bell. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here with me, Brian. And I hope you have a beautiful weekend. And thanks for sharing about your evening last night with your girlfriend. It sounded like a wonderful time. It was. And thank you once again, and we'll see you next week. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Until next time. Okay.
Remember, my friends, you are each uniquely created and divinely inspired. You are enough, just the way you are. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.